Welcome back to That Thing with James J. Asher II. I'm your host, James J. Asher II, again, accompanied by... Emily. From... Ohio. That doesn't exist. (laughs) If you look on a map, there are two places you will not find. New Zealand and Ohio. Because they don't exist. Mm, It sounds like an alternative fact if I've ever heard one. Yeah, whatever. Fine. Cool. Um, So today, we are going to continue the story that we started in the last episode. Yeah, the story about how we got here. How we got here in Oklahoma. We're no longer in Austin, Texas. If you missed the last episode, uh, you might want to go back and listen to or watch it before you dive into this episode so you have a bit more context. But if you don't feel like doing that, maybe we can give a little bit of context. Yeah. Uh, Well, there was a winter storm in February and it took out our apartment. It was a big winter storm. It hit a lot of states. Yeah. Um, What state would you say really got impacted the most in an adverse way? I'd say Texas. Texas. Mm -hmm. And that's where we were living. Yep. In February. And uh, so let's see. Let's try to just do a quick recap of where we started in the last episode then. All right. So I recorded episode 90 Mm -hmm. of this show. And then that night we wake up and our apartment has been out of power for about six hours. Yeah. And um, it's very cold. We get environmental hypothermia. Um, And then we are very, 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 very lucky and manage to get one of the very few last remaining hotel rooms in Austin. And that place had electricity and thus heat. Ish. There was also, when we got there, there was an alarm that was going off over and over that was just beeping. Oh, yeah, there was an alarm. And it kept going off, too. And it went off the whole time we were there. And I think it was something to do with the ice and just the cold was, f- like, putting their security system on the fritz. Probably. So I forgot what they said it was. Um, but we get there and we start spending some days there and the storm just keeps going it just uh there's more rain that freezes and then more snow that thaws a bit but then very quickly freezes yeah um and we're kind of uh refugee status yeah in this hotel room yeah and that's when we got a text telling us that the ceiling fell from our downstairs neighbor our downstairs neighbor sent us a text and then called me saying that um The ceiling had fallen in his apartment, and that his apartment was flooded with about a foot of water. And it wasn't just the ceiling, but all of the walls had fallen. And he had, like, at least a 100 pounds worth of artwork that he had made uh, hanging up on, like, every square inch of that wall. Yeah. Of all the walls. And it all collapsed. It ruined everything he had. This is an old man living on, like, Section 8 and uh, disability money from the VA. Yeah. Um, let me check my notes here, because I took some notes of some things yeah. I forgot to mention. 
in the last episode. Okay, we're back, part two. Notes. Stephen King's tweet, uh, we were going hungry, and these were the first baths we'd had in over a year. Yep. So our room had, well, a bathroom with a bathtub, and we hadn't, like, we'd showered, but our apartment didn't have a bathtub, so we were just taking baths every day. Yep. And um, also, the heater in that room didn't <laughs> kept just blowing cold air. Oh, yeah. It did blow cold air. And uh, one day, some pipes burst on the ceiling, and when we went down into not the in lobby, our room, Not in our not room. Not in our no. room. And, but it was somewhere in the hotel. In the hotel, in the lobby, what it is is the... Um, uh, the condensation evacuation tubes from the cool, right? no from the HVAC oh. from the HVAC for the entire building, um, you know the heaters and whatever else uh, collect condensation in the air vents, mm-hmm. and there's a certain vent or vents through which that condensation travels and goes and drips outside. Well, that exit portion that went outside had frozen closed. So water, the condensation water was backing up in the pipes and started leaking out. So there were um, water, there was water dripping out of the ceiling from (laughs) burst flooded pipes and various levels of this 15 floor place, 13, Mm -hmm. 15 floor place. And, uh, so, and plus these like alarm lights were going off, um, like blinking on, off, on, off. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a resident evil sort of a vibe. Yeah. And whoever was in the room next to us, they were just chain smoking cigarettes inside the room. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think they even once left the room. Yeah. I did hear them fighting. Oh yeah. It was a couple, they were fighting and chain smoking cigarettes. In, in their uh, non-smoking room. Um, except I did see they did have, like, garbage piled up outside their door. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It, 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 it was a vibe. Now, we did kind of touch on it, but food became scarce. Yeah, real quick. Real quick. So when we got there, they were already running short on food in the kitchen. And that kitchen was the only place you could get food. And the food was gross. And the food was gross. And you couldn't really travel anywhere because we're on like the side of the highway. So there's nowhere you can walk to. And it's all icy everywhere. And even if I did, which I didn't, but even if I did make the trek out to one of these corner stores like a mile away or whatever... Who knows if they would have had food? Yeah. Furthermore, who knows if they would have had water? Because every place was out of water. Mm-hmm. Except we were still getting water out of the tap. Um, and we didn't find out until like two days after that there was a boil notice Yeah. for the city of Austin. So we had been drinking possibly tainted water and then realized, oh, fuck, we're on boil notice. And the vending machines are all empty. Yeah. Um, from what we heard, people that did make the trip out to other like gas stations and corner stores, they said those places were all out of water and were quickly running out of food. And so 
we just used the styrofoam coffee cups that you could get yeah. and boiled water in the microwave in the room and just drank that. <laughs> it was a time. It was a time. And eventually the kitchen did run out of food. They resorted to just grits. They resorted to just, um, you know, non, Flavorless non-perishable, grits. mostly non-perishable foods that they had a back stock of, which was just, yeah, flavorless grits, nothing to put on it. And then everything tasted like how diarrhea smells. Yeah, it was not good. It was really bad. Um, so, also, um, before we get any further, should I, uh, you know, give a little note on what I'm doing with Patreon now? Yeah. Before we get further? Okay, so before we get any further... Um, I did some updates on my Patreon. I, when I, I hadn't touched it since I first made it like a year ago or so, and it was a bit of a mess. So I cleaned it up and now there are some different tiers. There's a $3 tier, um, which is just, I called it the tip jar. I would have erased it, but there's already a patron there and I didn't want to kick them off. Yeah. Um, so that's there, but, um, the next tier is a $5 a month tier. And for that, you can get access to exclusive content, uh, exclusive for patrons. So I am going to start making exclusive content for donors, for patrons of the show. Um, so if you, if you want to get access to that stuff, uh, join at patreon.com slash that thing with James, and then you can get exclusive content like the kind we're going to make at the end of this episode. Yep. Because I've got some real juicy drama. I've got some tea to spill, and I don't necessarily want to blast it on yep. main. So it's going to be an exclusive content. So if you want to, you know, access that, join the $5 tier, or there's a $10 tier, um, you get exclusive content. And I will also um, put your name or username as like a thank you for supporting the show at the end of the YouTube episodes. It, it can't really be on audio because, well, it's audio. And that's a visual thing because yeah. it's text. And then for the whatever the next tier is, uh, see, that was five, $10, the thing. Um, and then I think it's like a $20 tier, maybe. I, f I forget what tiers, <laughs> what the prices are. Uh, for whatever the next tier up is, I will do not only a text thanks, but I will also give you a verbal shout out. So that'll be on the video and on audio. Yeah. And then for the next tier up, uh, well, there's different shit, but all the tiers except for the $3 one have access to exclusive content. So look forward to that. Um, now, back to the story. I don't really know how to jump in, but because uh, there was so much. And I, yeah, there was a lot going on at that time. There was a lot going on, and we were just fucking out of it. Like, it, it's... You're in a natural disaster, 
And, it's, and when I when I was like working too, we were both working yeah. from our hotel room, and it was all just very disorienting. Yeah, and there were a lot of people throughout the entire state who were suffering, and there were also a lot of people taking to Twitter. Now I happen to follow a lot of uh, leftist sorts of accounts on Twitter. And I started seeing a lot of people saying like, to the people who are scoffing at the people suffering in Texas right now, fuck you guys, grow up. You're part of the fucking problem. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what they were talking about until I kept scrolling. And then I started seeing people saying, Ha ha, this is what happens to all the Texas conservatives. If you live in Texas, then you get what you ask for. Ha ha, you deserve this. You deserve to die. You deserve to suffer because you live in Texas. Never mind that, say, Democratic voters actually have a majority there. It's just because of gerrymandering, etc., that Republicans have the lockdown on the state. Yep. Um, Now... I saw one person in particular who really, really, really hurt my feelings. I'd been following this person for a few years. He's one of my favorite writers. You might recognize the name. Stephen King. Um, he's, He's written books such as Carrie, Cujo, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. What's the one with like the crazy uh, truck? No, oh. no, no, no. The crazy truck that he didn't remember writing because he was all on so much drugs. Was that Christy or? Was it Christy? It was like a woman's name. Well, it was like a, yeah, it might have been like a, a evil sentient car or some yeah. kind. And oh, my favorite series of his, of course, is the Dark Tower series. Phenomenal writing. Now, King... It can be pretty cringe on Twitter, not going to lie. He can say some kind of like mindless lib kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, it's whatever, you know, just like, you know, orange man bad, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, well, that's a given, you know, you you could offer a more substantive argument, but, you know, orange man bad. Sure. Yeah, he is. Well, I saw Stephen King tweet. Essentially the same thing I saw other self-proclaimed liberals tweeting. Not all, but a disturbing number of people saying, Ha ha, you deserve to suffer and die because you voted for orange, bad orange man and that uh, fucking shithead. What's his name with the eye patch? Oh, I don't know. I yeah, fucking hate that. I've got a very particular kind of loathing for that guy yeah um yeah it doesn't really help and even if you don't agree like if someone lives somewhere um like if someone lives in mississippi and even if they are a fucking you know conservative or anything i don't think that person really deserves to fucking suffer because of a natural disaster That's something you should feel pity for, empathy for. That's something as a mature adult sort of person, a real person would say, I don't agree with with this person's politics, but 
they shouldn't have to suffer because I wouldn't want to suffer like that either. Because when you show compassion, you can kind of connect with someone more. And when you can connect with someone more, then if you have to be political about that, you know, connection, if you're connecting and being empathetic with them, they're more willing to hear you out. And if they hear you out, then you might get a chance to sort of change their mind on some ideas that you wish they would change their mind. But no, orange man, bad, Texas, red, ha ha, suffer and die, stupid, stupid Texans who, I, sorry, I hit you, who had nothing to do with the creation of a natural disaster and who had no control over the shitty infrastructure. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, Stephen King, you, I, I'm disappointed in you. That's it. Yeah. I am disappointed in you. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Doesn't he have a dog called the Beast? He's got a dog he calls uh, the Thing of Evil. It's like a corgi, right? Sadie or something like that. I don't know if it's corgi, but it's some like regular cute sort of dog name. Yeah. The Thing of Evil afterwards. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, that was happening, and, and, and that wasn't good, especially as a person who doesn't vote for someone like, or didn't vote for someone like Ted Cruz. Just because of where I live, people were saying I should have to suffer and potentially die. Yeah, I think that it was just a really stupid comment to make. Because there, there are shitheads everywhere, you know, yeah. and, and I don't wish them death. <laughs> What about like Massachusetts? They're pretty liberal. Is are there are there dumbasses in Massachusetts? Yes. You can't pack your cat and have it yet. Yeah, there's dumbasses everywhere. What's some other Massachusetts uh, names or, or not names, but like phrases you can do? All I know is you can't pack your cat and have it yet. I don't know. I don't know any. I can't do them. Yeah, we're gonna go down and uh, uh, we're gonna eat some beans. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of something. Uh, let's see what else. So we've got the Stephen King tweet. We were going hungry. Uh, and then what else happened? First baths we had in yep. a while. Um, and we also covered that um, we went back and got our shit out of the apartment, which was ruined. Yeah. Okay. So at some point when we were flipping out because... We had just found out. This was before we realized that our floor had not yet <laughs> collapsed, but we thought it had for very good reason. If you've ever been to my old apartment, you know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> it's a real concern that perhaps the floor would have completely collapsed. I, I thought the shower would have fallen. Yeah, the shower would have fallen. Yeah. And that's mainly where there were holes where you could see down. Yeah. To the, to the well, bottom apartment. We, we didn't apartment. know that until later. We didn't know that until later. Because um, the landlord was telling us that we could move back in so, so soon. Things are going to be fixed soon, soon, soon. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he was like, oh, it's, it's not, your apartment's not bad. You'll be able to move back in in like uh, just a couple days. Yeah, you know? a couple, I forgot he said a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, he said we could move back in in a couple days. And again, 
If you missed the last episode, go back and watch it. You know, the, the drywall was spongy. I, I pressed it and it was like memory foam. Yeah. Well, um, let's just, uh, where, where should we go? Um, oh, yeah, I remember what I was going to say. When we were flipping out, I said, like, I, like, I had the initial shock and then, like, the weird calm came over me. Like the yeah. uh, the crisis management adrenaline overcame me. Yeah, and you were spiraling out. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck Texas. Fuck all of this. Let's just go to Oklahoma. Yep. Now, had we been sort of loosely talking about Tulsa for a while, we'd been talking about a lot of places for a while. But yes, Tulsa was on the list of places that we were talking about. Tulsa was on the list of places. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so at that moment I was just like, fuck it. Let's just go back to my hometown, stay with my parents for a bit. Yeah. Let's get out of the fucking country. Let's rally and then figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. And then my different family members, um, my family is a special kind of neurotic, um, they were saying, no, do this, no, do that, no, do this, no, do that. Um, wait, wait, don't take that the wrong way and don't tell them that I said this. And then yeah. the other party's like, don't tell them that I say this, but do this. But it's not because of this, but it is because of this. Yeah, and I was up in the air because I had people like offering me places to stay all across the country too. Like in Boston, mm-hmm. you could have gone I, in. I could have gone to Boston, I could have gone to San Francisco, I could have gone... To Chicago. There were a lot of places that I could have gone. Why didn't you go to those places? Because they're all way cooler than Tulsa. Oh, uh, well, I probably would have been broke by now in any of those. And I still was working, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we just made it work. We talked about it, we were like, okay, let's let's try something else out. Let's go somewhere and do something new. For a minute, and then we can look back and see if it's worth it to come back. If, like, the apartment's actually fixed, which I already had doubts that it would be repaired after, like, seeing it. But I didn't have any idea how bad it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's hold that. (laughs) Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Let's put a pin in that, and we'll circle back to it. Yeah. Um, So we decide, fuck it, let's go to Oklahoma. But first... It's still icy and shit in Oklahoma, so we end up going to Houston to stay with my sister and brother-in-law. Yep. So it's like, what, Friday or something? I think it was a Friday. We check out. The roads are thawed off everywhere, and we go to the Houston Metro. It's a big city. I don't want to, yeah. you know, dox anyone, yeah. dox my family especially. But in the general area, and it's the fourth largest city in the U.S., um, we go and stay with my sister and brother-in-law. So we've got the car packed with stuff. Yeah. Um, the most immediate important things we think we need. We get it packed up. And head east to the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get there. And um, 
what happened then? What time of the day? Was it like late afternoon, early evening? Yeah, I feel like it was. Like it was starting to get dark outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we come in and we're just, you know, understandably so. We look a fucking mess. Yeah. We smell bad. We're tired. We just look like we had just gone through a bunch of shit. Because we did. Because we had. Um, and we come in and uh, we just start bringing stuff in, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, what was the reception like? Uh, well, you know, not not very happy to see us. Who? Your brother-in-law. My brother-in-law wasn't too excited to see us? No. Um, <laughs> did he say something to you when we first came in? Yeah, didn't he ask when we were going to leave? Yeah, he said, so when are you planning on leaving? Yeah. And and this is like within the first five minutes? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like the first time we step, set foot through the door, he yeah. said, when are you guys leaving? Yeah. Um... And I think maybe that's some juicy tea we that, should hang yeah, on to for the on. for the Patreon uh, bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you want to hear the real juicy tea, there's a lot of it uh, that I'm not going to share on Maine. Um, well, we got settled in in Houston. Uh, and then what? Like we got set up in the in, in a guest room. Yeah. Very uncomfortable bed. Oh, God. The bed? Uh, the bed? How Describe the bed. Um, hard. Unpleasant. It was like a... Squeaky. It was very springy. Um, now, I, I'm not trying to, you know... Bed shame? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to bed shame. It's just, understandably, they don't have guests. Yeah. You know? They just had that bed, and it's just sort of like out of sight, out of mind. But <laughs> that bed was, I I was in pain yeah. <laughs> waking up. Yeah, there were a lot of days where it'd be very sore. Yeah, like my neck was constantly fucked up in my lower back. I mean, I liked my setup, though. I had like my office where I'd look out at that saltwater pool. There was, uh, there, uh, the neighbors had a saltwater pool, yeah. right? Yeah. And some dogs. The dogs were on the other side, though. Mm-hmm. Two beagles. Well, um, we got set up in Houston, and um, we just try to, you know, tuck in. Like, again, I don't even know where to start with this shit. I wish I had taken notes prior to this. Yeah. Um, help me out here. Like, what, what happens? What's the timeline? Wasn't it like two or three days in? And you got the talk. Well, that's... I'm going to save the talk okay. for the Patreon episode. That's mm-hmm. the juicy stuff. Cool. Okay. Um, so we get, we, uh, we get there and um, we don't feel entirely welcome. Now, my sister's happy to have us. My sister's very, very happy to have us. Because um, she's bored. Yeah. <laughs> And we're new, young, fun people, right? Yeah. And um, we we just try to adjust to life there for how long were we, were we there? Three weeks? I think two or three weeks, yeah. I think it was three weeks, yeah. not two. It was definitely three weeks. 
Um, and let's see, after the first week, we end up going back to Austin to try to get as much as we can out, right? Yeah. Okay. Because we were told to like pick up and clean. Uh, who said the pick landlord. up and clean? So the landlord told us to dry out the floor because there was water, just sitting water everywhere. And the power was still out at that point, wasn't it? Or was no, it the on? power was back on. Okay, the power was back on. But I know that we're, we're standing there, like, packing up stuff, and your sister's, like, videotaping everything. Well, let's not get too far ahead. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. Let's take it step by step. We get, uh, we get a text from the landlord saying, come back, clean up. And your apartment should be ready in one week. Yeah. In one week. And then I think the next day he says, come back and and clean up. There's like, you know, um, uh, fucking insulation and Mm -hmm. stuff on the floor. Um, Come pick it up and everything. Clean it up. and, And your apartment will be ready in two weeks. So first it was one week and then it was two weeks. Yeah, but then he said Tuesday when we by the he, time that we got there. He kept changing. Sorry, if you're hearing like thudding and everything, that's the loud, rude fucking neighbors we have now. Um, anyway, he kept changing the date and it was always somewhere like within a week. So after one week in Houston, yeah. my sister joins us because she's got a bigger vehicle and we're going to go and get out whatever else we can and also throw stuff out all right and uh we we get to the apartment in austin and there's still a lot of places that like didn't have water and didn't have stuff just because pipes had burst uh it still looked a bit like a war zone a little bit yeah um and uh well we get to the apartment and thank god the landlord's not there. Not yet. Not yet. The landlord's not there yet. So we go up to the apartment. My sister beat us there by like 30 minutes. Yeah. She's a speed demon. Um, we go into the apartment and now it looks even worse than it did before. Because they pulled out the carpet in the bedroom. So the landlord... Uh, hires people from Lowe's or was it Home Depot? Uh, probably Home Depot. For the, he hires people from Home Depot, but not Home Depot workers. It's just people who are in desperate need for work, who hang out in front of like Home Depot and Lowe's. Yeah. He says, hop in the back of my truck and I'll pay you like $2 for a full day of work. Yeah. Um, so he, he had a few people there and they were pulling up carpet in some of the places. When we first pulled up our downstairs neighbor, I saw someone like they had a broom and they were sweeping out water yeah. from the apartment. And it was literally like every sweep out the door. It was like someone was tossing a five gallon bucket of water out the fucking door yeah. multiple times. And I saw inside, I went and took a peek through the door. Mm-hmm. And indeed, the ceiling and all of the walls, I mean, 
every fucking inch of drywall and ceiling was gone. Yeah. It was just support beams, studs, and uh, the outer lining of the building. Yeah. And also the bottom of our floor, which was linoleum <laughs> with nothing under it. Yeah. Um, so and, we, and the, the floor in the kitchen was even more smushed down. Yeah. Uh, so our kitchen was always a little bit smushy, like you'd step on it and it would bow under, under your, your weight. And I don't weigh that much. Um, but this time it was like, you're sinking. Like you can feel it's going to give if you stand in this spot for too long. And there was about a dozen of those spots. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah. the carpet, like I said, it had been pulled up from the bedroom and you could see patches of mold. Yeah. The, the, just the, the hardwood that was under, well, it wasn't even hardwood. It was just like particle board that was under where the carpet was in our, the bedroom portion of our studio. Yeah. Um, yeah, it had splotches of black mold everywhere. And the places in the bathroom where there was usually black mold had grown. And of course, like I mentioned, by the uh, shower. shower where it was already sinking down into the lower apartment, there's a giant hole that you can see straight through. Yeah. Um, and oh, did we even talk they had also used like all of our fucking towels yeah. that we had there. They used our fucking towels to sop stuff up. That they did. Um, and they'd also moved a lot of our stuff around like our bed and pick stuff up and put it on the uh, on top of the bed. Yeah. That was on the floor, which I mean, I'm fine with. They were just getting it out of the water. Yeah. I mean, every we had to leave that anyway, so. Yeah, we had to leave a lot of stuff. But, you know, we just start cleaning up a lot of stuff. But our, our next door neighbor, not the downstairs, but the one right next door to us on the second level, um, she comes home. Yeah. And she sees us and says hi and then looks in our apartment and was like, oh, my fucking God, I feel so guilty. And she showed me her apartment. It was fine. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. Yet. Yeah. Yet. So we're cleaning stuff up and apparently the our next door neighbor texts our landlord for some reason and says, hey, apartment C is here and they're cleaning up their place. It looks like they're moving stuff out. Mm-hmm. Is that how that happened? No, it was after the leak. She- Wait, oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah. So my sister had to pee, and the water's turned off in our place, so she goes to the next-door neighbor's place to go pee, and then, you know, washes her hands, and then comes out, and then a moment later, the next-door neighbor comes out, and it's this, like, cute mid-20s-something yeah. girl. Um, she comes out, she's like, oh, my God, it's fucking leaking. My sink is leaking. Yeah. And I say, I, I step in there and it's her bathroom sink. It's the hot water faucet underneath the sink, like mm-hmm. in the little cabinet area. The uh, the feeder pipe where you can turn the knob to turn the water off yeah. was spraying out just straight hot water. So like... When I open up the cabinet under the sink, my glasses steam over. I can't see anything. It's scalding hot water. But I reach in there and just like 
twist it to turn the water off. Yeah. Um, and then she's freaking the fuck out. She's like, oh my God, my place is fucked too, isn't it? And yeah. I said, it probably is. And you might want to consider not living here anymore. Yeah. Um, I love what you've done with this apartment. She did a great job decorating that place, but maybe get the fuck out of here while you well, can. She was, trying to, she was only there to save money so she could buy a house. She was there to save money to buy a house, but that place was not tenable. Yeah. It wasn't tenable to begin with. No. When I moved in, it was worse. So, so after I help, she freaks out. And texts the landlord and says, hey, James from the next apartment over, just help me turn off the water. My plate, my pipes are fucking leaking. You need to come do something about this now. Yeah. And that's when our landlord. Called me. Called you and mm-hmm. you didn't answer. Yeah, I saw who it was and I just pressed the silence button. And then he, you, you mentioned that and, and you started panicking mm-hmm. um, because we were very, very, very pissed off. And so was my sister. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you mentioned she was like going around and taking pictures of like every inch of the apartment. Yeah. And taking videos of things and, and talking about it just to document everything. Yeah. In case we needed documentation. Yeah. In case we had to go to court. In case we had to go to court. Um, so my sister's pissed off and outraged that, you know, the state of the place. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, she'd been there before and said it was a shithole. Yeah. Um, and then... If it wasn't such a shithole, if it had been kept up with, none of this stuff would have happened. Yeah. So I understand a lot of people's pipes burst and everything, but these apartments were already in such poor condition. Um, it had like an exaggerated effect, pipes bursting and everything. Like roof, the roof on a couple of these fell too. Yeah. Yeah. The roof was falling in. Um. So we're all pissed off. Very, very pissed off. You don't want to run into the landlord. And then I don't want to run into the landlord. So he calls. You ignore it. And then he calls me. And he left me a voicemail. Which left, is how I knew. Left you a voicemail. He called me and I had his number saved. Yeah. I didn't answer it. But he left a voicemail for me too. Mm-hmm. And then we see his car pull up. No. No? No. What? So in the voicemail that he left... Uh-huh. He said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I heard, he was like, the neighbor told me that you guys were here and that you're moving stuff out of the apartment. I'll be there in 10, 15 minutes. Oh, that's right. Because she did say we were moving stuff out. Yeah. Oh, uh, because we hadn't told him we were coming back to get stuff. No. Because our idea was, oh, and this was a point of contention too, mm-hmm. which I, again, my neurotic fucking family, um, I assumed that we were not moving back into that apartment. Yeah. Where were you at? I didn't think we were going to go back after I looked at it. The first time? Yeah. So before we went to Houston, we both determined 
this place is not worth saving. What we need to do is say we're not coming back. Yeah. And there's no like 30 days notice. This is a uh, weird situation. Yeah. Plus we were month to month anyway. Yeah. After the first year you were month to month. So mm-hmm. I I lived there, what, eight years, I think. We lived there for eight years. You yeah. were there for like three or four months before I moved in with you. No, but I lived in the other apartment first. Right, yeah. right. But our unit together. Oh, yeah. Our unit together. Is what I'm talking yeah. about. So um, we had already determined that we were not going to live there anymore. And we thought about, uh, you know, telling our landlord, we're not coming back. We're coming to get our stuff. But we thought, we started worrying about possible retribution. Yeah. So we said, okay, let's go there, get as much shit out as we can. Yep. And leave and then contact him and say, hey, our place is not livable anymore. We can't be there. Yeah. And he had already texted everyone before saying like, hey, some of you guys, your place isn't that bad. Some of yours are that bad. Like our downstairs neighbor, he's like, I understand you you guys can leave. I will not. Penalize. I will not penalize you. I will not try to press charges or, or charge you anything extra. And for the rest of you, if your apartment's not that bad, like ours, quote unquote, in his eyes, not that bad. Yeah. Um, your place will be ready in a week. No, he said Tuesday, which was two days. Oh. Away. That's how I was. I was oh. like, and that was like the real nail in the coffin up until. So we had a hole in the bedroom where he'd had to cut it out to get the pipes where the wet was. Let's 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 wait for that part because I want to take a pee break. Okay. But I I just want to say <laughs> first we had determined we didn't want to run into the landlord because we wanted to get our shit and then run and say we've inspected the place twice. It's not livable and it most certainly is not going to be ready to move in anytime soon, especially two days from now. Yeah. And on that note, let's take a short break and we will be back to continue the story. So where we left off, our landlord shows up. We see his vehicle outside, Mm -hmm. his vehicle, his vehicle. And we're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Just ignore it. Mm -hmm. So I think we spend a few minutes continuing just cleaning up the place yeah. Um, you were really concerned about getting my cl- deposit back, getting your deposit back. And that meant cleaning things up. Yeah. And I was of the opinion that we don't have to clean shit. We don't have to clean shit because this place is not livable. You're, you're, uh, in, in my eyes, it was like, you're trying to polish an abandoned building. There's no point in this. Yeah. Let's just Get this stuff out. We have a pretty good idea of what we want to get out. Let's just get it out and then leave. But all in all, we were there for like four hours. Yeah. Um, Well, so landlord shows up. We try to ignore it and we're already hearts pounding and everything. I'm starting to get really like disoriented and lightheaded like I might pass out just because of the heat and the mold in the air. It's very 
very, very moldy smell in the place. Also, they had the window open, so and it had been raining, so the chase lounge was ruined. Yeah, they we had a chase lounge um, where, where I used to sit for many of the episodes. Uh, that was next to a, a window that he had that they had opened up to try to help air the place out. But yes, it had been raining, so the walls were even more soft. Just everything was very moist, musty, moldy, and just not not great. Yeah, not we were breathing in stuff we probably should have been wearing respirators for. Yeah. Well, landlord walks in the door, doesn't knock or anything. No, no mask either. No mask, walks in through the door carrying a fire extinguisher. And he says, hey, I noticed your fire extinguisher's been expired for six years why didn't you guys ever say anything? Here's a new one, and then sets it down, and then walks out. I mean, that was not his only thing that he's he's done. He's been like, oh, why didn't you guys tell me? Like the water heater that was in backwards. Oh, let's. We found that out. When did we find we that? We were still out? in the hotel. Oh, okay. We were in the hotel then when he had gone and was inspecting the apartments, and he said, "Hey, did you guys know your?" Water heater was um, plugged in backwards. The in tube was plugged into the out hole. And the out tube was plugged into the in hole. And apparently that water heater tank was one of the things that burst and what flooded our apartment. And the uh, sink in our kitchen burst and flooded our apartment. And the sink in our bathroom burst and flooded the apartment and the uh the pipe junction that uh, led to the uh the faucet and the shower burst and flooded the apartment yeah and so in order to work on some of these things and he had been patching up these burst pipes with fucking glue some special pipe glue for pvc yeah. pipes glue he was not replacing these things. He was not hiring a uh, a plumber. He was hiring no one certified to do any of this shit. Although he said that he would do that, that he was going to have people before we even got there. I kind of called bullshit on Wait, that. Wait, he, he said that he was going to, oh yeah, he said he was going to call plumbers to come really fix everything, that he was just patching it up for now to keep things from getting any worse and that he was going to, I, I, I promise, I promise I'm going to hire a plumber. And he didn't even say a real professional plumber. Yeah. He was going to hire someone from Home Depot <laughs> to, 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 to do the plumbing and to replace these things. And yes, of course we knew it was bullshit. He was just using some kind of like PVC special glue for PVC to glue the cracks. And that was it. And these things were still bursting. And part of that process involved in our bedroom, which one of the walls of our bedroom on the other side of that wall was the shower and the pipes that led to the shower. And um, he, uh, so the water shut off. There's a square hole cut in the drywall exposing these pipes. We've got a lot of stuff 
some very valuable stuff sitting on top of our bed. There was a lot of shit piled on top of the bed. And um, my sister and Emily are in the bedroom. I'm in the uh, kitchen area gathering some things, determining what do I want to take with me? What do I want to throw into the dumpster? And the landlord comes up and says, hey, I'm going to turn your guys' water on just to test it out real quick. Let me know if anything happens. So Emily was standing like across from the hole in the wall with the pipes. With the flashlight. With the flashlight. Our landlord goes downstairs or goes out to the back of the building, turns on the water main, and water sprays a huge fucking gush stream of water sprays Emily right in the face in the <laughs> eyes yeah. in their open mouth it sprays up it hits the ceiling fan and starts dripping it sprays our fucking mattress yeah it sprays all the stuff i had on the mattress my guitar got fucking sprayed all this shit stuff i was considering taking just got soaking wet and we were screaming at him like turn it off turn it off and he comes back up and does what? I don't even remember what he did. He just, just comes up that. and he's like, oh, wow, yeah, we got to keep this off. And yeah, he was like, oh, I'll, I'll make sure to get that fixed real soon. You guys will be able to move in by Tuesday. Yeah. He was clearly panicking, too. Mm-hmm. Understandably so. I think he was, while we were scared of him, I think he was more scared of us yeah, and all likely. the other tenants. Yeah. And did you even mention that you had been giving money yet no, to that, uh, on a, this podcast? I'm going to do that for a Patreon thing. And you're going to save mm-hmm. it for the bonus? Okay. Um, so, yeah, the landlord tried to do some, just a little hint. Uh, he, he tried to steal some glory uh, to make himself look good while Emily and I were still in the hotel. And Emily, you know, was helping some of the other people out. She got in touch with some uh, some people that could help. That's all I'll say about yeah. that. Um, it's a mess. We're fucking livid. Um, the y- dumpster's overflown the dump- already. The we can't d- even throw things away anymore. Yeah, we're like having, like we've got just these giant black trash bags and we're just filling them up and setting them by the dumpster. And then our landlord was digging in through our things, grabbing stuff out. From the dumpster. Yeah, we would go throw something out and he'd dig it out to keep it. Our, our stuff that we didn't want anymore. He went in and, and dug shit out like like a fan or something or a space heater yeah. that had been sitting in water. I guarantee you he sold it all. He probably did sell it, yeah. He was digging our shit that we were throwing out to keep and do whatever he wanted with it. Um, at one point you and I, uh, were out at my car Mm -hmm. putting some stuff there and, uh, the landlord came up and I might've been, it might've been just me at the car and the landlord came up and said, or my sister was like, are you kidding? This place is a mess. No one can live here. Yeah. No one can move back in here. This is not going to be ready. And he said, well, this place isn't that bad. And she, my sister, can bust some balls. Was like, are you 
fucking kidding me? This place is a wreck. And he said, well, that's relative. You should see the other places. Yeah. Um, and then he ran away. And, and, and she definitely made a show of, like, <laughs> filming the stuff and, yeah. and talking about the conditions um, we were leaving. Um, and so at another point after that, it was me loading stuff into my sister's vehicle. And um, our landlord was kind of like nonchalantly coming by and he said, so do you guys think you're going to be staying here? And I had not said peep to him. I'd looked at him once the first time he came in when he brought in the fire extinguisher and I gave him the look. And can I give a, do I give a look sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Describe, when you're mad. describe the look. It's like a Dexter face where it's just determined but mad. For people who don't know what Dexter is, describe it. Just creepy and angry. Like a... Like a serial killer. Some, like a serial killer look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Intimidating? Yeah. I think intimidating is a good word. I, I can be intimidating, especially if I'm very mad. Um, and and uh, I gave him the look when he said, are you guys planning on staying or what? And I just said, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, well, think about it and, and let me know. And I said, okay. And then stopped looking at him. That was the only other interaction I had with him. And he tried to avoid me. And even before all this, he'd always been a little wary. I think he's always been a bit intimidated by me. He he did come back around when we were leaving. He leaned on your car. Oh, that's right. But that's that's at the Yeah. End. Okay. So, yeah. We're there for four hours. We get We pack as much shit as we can into my car and my sister's vehicle. Um, and... My sister also films the landlord while he's talking to um, the first apartment's place. That was one of the places that he said wasn't too bad. They just had a bit of flooding in there. And the ceiling collapsed. Just a little bit of the ceiling Mm -hmm. collapsed. And that was another place that I saw one of the workers sweeping out bucketfuls worth of water. Yeah. Um, The girl who was living there. The nurse, her mom was there Mm -hmm. and the landlord was there saying, was like, yeah, this place will be back to ready in no time. Like, this is a really cool location. This is a funky place. I just love what I did with all this, you know? Yeah. You know, of people, this, this is a very desirable location. It is a desirable location. It is a desirable location. Uh, The building itself, not so much. The rent? The price is. The price is desirable. But... Uh, to what to what end? Yeah. To what end? <laughs> what are you willing to put up with to live a decent life? <laughs> yeah. Sell your soul and don't have a life, or have a life but um and and, and a soul, but you know be fucking homeless. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Oh, also he mentioned that. He, he thanked me for turning off the water in our next door neighbor's yeah. apartment because he said the apartment below 
It would have been irreparably ruined if that had gone on any she, longer. Because she told him that she'd leave if if there was any damage in her apartment. Uh, the, the adjacent downstairs neighbor yeah. said she was going to leave if it was bad? She said, I, I will move out if, if there's damage in my apartment. Okay. And he said, the way he put it was that kind of small spray leak that I turned off in our next door neighbor's apartment. Mm-hmm. He described it as a very big deluge downstairs he didn't say the word deluge but he described it as like a big fucking leak yeah that was spraying everywhere yeah i think she moved out uh yeah i would guarantee it she's not one that would put up with shit no um so yeah we pack shit we're finally leaving and he stops and it waves me down i'm trying to get out without saying anything he, he he leans on my car, and I just want to tell him, like, get your fucking hands off my car. But I don't. I bite my tongue and roll down the window just to crack. And he says, like... Oh, you know, like, let, let me know if you guys are coming back or not. Yeah. And we just go say something noncommittal mm-hmm. and then leave. Um, and, and we're fucking just livid we get so angry we get to the point where we're just laughing about it yeah like it was just preposterous yeah (laughs) so we're cracking up on the way back to my sister and brother-in-law's place and um apparently there was some uh confusion about whether or not we were going to be returning to that apartment yeah and uh family members started uh yeah, he was very concerned about a decision that no one fucking made. Very, very uh, yeah. concerned about something that I hadn't said. Yeah. You hadn't said. Yep. Bonus content. Um, so let's, let's skip forward to three weeks later. We settle on, fuck it. Let's go to Tulsa for a bit. Let's try it out. Yeah. Um, but first, let's go stay with my parents for a bit. Yeah. So then we're closer to Tulsa, and we've got some room to breathe. We've got a place to sleep, you know, food. Yeah. Um, and we can start looking for places. Yeah. So we go out to the boonies. We're staying with my parents. And um, it was pretty nice just being out in the sticks where it's just still it was very pleasant it was very pleasant and quiet environment nature was very pleasant yeah i'd go sit outside yeah and um some more uh ongoing drama but but we started looking for places and all in all it took us what three months yeah we were there for three months um I guess rounding up, probably. Yeah. doesn't matter. We were there for three months. And during that time, I, I thought we were going to be there like a month. Yeah. We were going to find a place. Yeah. I thought, how hard can it be to find a place in Tulsa? In, in Tulsa, In Oklahoma. the neighborhood that we want to. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to be in a hip neighborhood. Yeah. We wanted to replace the hipness of Austin. Yeah. Um. Fun fact, we did not. We did not. <laughs> Fun fact, once the uh, one-month mark 
once we hit the one month mark, um, we were both very disappointed to still be out in the boonies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a feeling uh, before we came to Oklahoma, I was like, when we get there, I just, I have this weird gut feeling that like, that's where we should go. My instinct yeah. was saying, let's go to Tulsa. And I don't know why, but my instinct is saying things are just going to fall together, not fall apart. Everything yeah. had already fallen apart. Things are going to fall together and just work out um, without our necessary um, intervention. Yeah. Um, do you still feel like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like I've gotten a lot more taken care of than I would have elsewhere. True. Even in Austin, because all I did was work. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have fun. So let's describe the uh, apartment or, or rent hunt for uh, a place in Tulsa. It is expensive everywhere, apparently. Yeah. It used to not be. Yeah. But especially in the neighborhoods that we wanted, like in the one neighborhood that we liked, it was all one bedrooms with like no square feet. And we would have been in the same exact situation that we were in before. Yeah. And, you know, like houses nearby were super expensive. Um, at one point, we did find an apartment. See, because you had to work and because I'm like flexible yeah. with my day job, I could make trips up to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And so I went looking at some places. The first place I looked at, which was like the best location. Yeah. Um, I did not like the vibe of the the uh, the realtor slash the owner of the the place. Um, the way I described it, you said it was kind of like a keep the wife from getting bored kind yeah. of a situation. Oh, yeah, it, he was trying to keep her busy so she didn't have an affair. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a situation where the husband was keeping the wife busy so she wouldn't have an affair because they'd been together for seven years. Yeah, seven year itch. That's true. Um, and she, uh, like I'm going through this place, I'm inspecting things, I'm opening the drawers and she's literally talking a hundred miles an hour, not making eye contact, just walking through. And, and she didn't even notice that I was hanging back and inspecting this room and then the next room and inspecting the appliances and stuff like that. Because after all this mess and after cleaning up and, and, and living in a shithole for so long, I became a very discerning customer yeah. in terms of real estate. Um, and she was looking for someone who's fucking desperate. And I was not going to be desperate anymore. And I'm still at that. I'd been living a life of desperation for so long. I'm now living a life of determination. I've determined it. Fun fact, that apartment did get taken that same day. It got taken that <laughs> same day. So she was walking. She was like in the other room, still talking, talking. Yep, up, 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 up. And finally, like 30 seconds later, she notices that I'm not behind her, that I'm still in the kitchen. And I said, oh, what was that? I'm still inspecting this room. And, and she just kind of shrugged it off and kept talking, kept talking. And I said, uh. Have you had any water problems or anything like that? No, 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 no. She did describe one tenant that 
sounded much like our downstairs neighbor mm-hmm. at the uh, back in Austin. I was red like, mm, that's a red flag. And then I said, uh, do you have any uh, cockroach problems or anything like pests. that? Any pests? And she said, well, of course, it's an old building. Uh, we get some rats every now and then, especially when it gets colder. But, you know, we, we chase them off. I mean, yesterday I had to chase a couple rats off out of here. But, you know, it's an old building. It's what you should expect. Anyway, here's what you're asking for. Uh, here's the going price for all this stuff. And um, you have to sign up for automatic payments. We won't accept anyone who doesn't do automatic payment. Yeah. Also red flag. Um. And um, uh, I'll, I'll send you the information, and this place is very desirable. I've got eight other people looking at it, and it's today, it, today and it's probably going to be gone by the end of the day. And like it Emily was. said, it was. It was gone by the end of the day. Um, the second place I looked at, I, I, I didn't get to look at it. Oh, yeah. The second place I went to look at, I didn't get to look at. It was a three-bedroom kind yeah, of place. Yeah, it was a three-bedroom. Let's not give away area. too much information. Yeah. It's a three-bedroom kind of a place. And um, I I, I was told that I was going to go there at this certain time and be taken on a tour of the apartment itself. Well, on the way there, a pass. However many uh, uh, crackheads literally standing in the middle of the road. Wait, speaking of standing in the middle of the road, sidebar... Emily's got a weird fucking story that happened because she and my mom went shopping yesterday. And uh, what happened? Don't give away the location, but. Yeah. We went shopping. We were driving down this really busy street. And James's mom, she's a little speed devil. But she was going really fast. And I look at the road ahead of us and I see something ahead. And I'm like, hey, Martha, like, let's, oh, let's slow down. Let's slow down. And she's like, why? And I'm like, there's a body, like somebody's laying on the road, and this guy was just face down on the road. With his arms laying out, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sprawled out, face down, in the middle of the road where yeah. the traffic's going, right? It was in the right side. like the uh, right And that lane. doesn't matter. Yeah. Northbound or whatever. Yeah. And so, did you guys hit him or what? No. We, we were close, but no, we did not hit him. The bus stopped that was ahead of them. Uh, two cars stopped finally, and like people were out trying to talk to them. I had to call nine one one, and the guy got mad because I didn't know where I was. I was like, I don't know. Look it up. Look it up, sir. What? What guy? What? 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 With nine one one. The dispatch. Yeah. Got caddy with you because you didn't know what part of town you were in. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. And you were calling on a cell phone. Yeah. Can they like track where cell phone calls come from? Yes. And the guy apparently couldn't track that. Yeah, and he was like. Well, someone else already called about that, ma'am. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Well, have a great day then. So then um, eventually the guy laying on the road gets up, walks across the median. Oh, no, and runs. Then, oh, runs across the median and then once again sprawls out face down in the middle of the southbound traffic lanes. Yeah. So those cars have to stop. It was the time. Well, it was like that kind of a vibe going to the second apartment. And I go to the main office, and the guy working there, well, I see that they've got a big banner that says, under new management. Mm-hmm. And I've had that job before, uh, an apartment leasing agent. And I've also worked in, uh, I did that during management transitions. It's not a good time. Yeah. It's not a good sign. 
so I'm talking to the guy and he says, well, I can't show you the apartment, but I can take you on a virtual tour. I said, I have already been on a virtual tour on the, on the website. I know what it looks like on the tour. I want to see the, the place itself. And this is not a great location. It's kind of a sketchy location, as a matter of fact. There's some fancy ones right across the way, though. Okay. Well, this was a sketchy location. And um, he takes me on a, on a virtual tour. And I ask, why can I not see the apartment today? And he said, well, um, the company won't let me show an apartment until it's 100% done. And they just have to do some finish on the counter. They're putting in a new faux marble countertop in the kitchen. And I said, oh, well, that's cool. Can I just see it anyway, man? I came all the way here. I, I drove a, some hours to get here. And he said, I'm afraid I can't do that. But are you interested in this place? And I said, not unless I can see it. Yeah. And so he showed me, and it's just like the location's not safe. Like, you, you, you're going to get a break in at yeah. this place. Straight up. Um, and he says, okay, well, when are you thinking about moving in? And I said, mm, well, we've still got some stuff to wrap up, so maybe like a couple weeks from now. And he says, that's perfect. I could, I could move you in. In six weeks. Yeah. And I said, okay, thank you for your time. And he gives me some forms and he's like, if you want to fill this out, I can get you signed up and you can move in as, as soon as it's ready. And I asked him a few times, like, exactly why I couldn't move in. Mm -hmm. And what he said was different each time about what was wrong with the place. Yeah. Very weird. Well... Another week passes, and we find the coolest fucking apartment. My dream apartment. The dream apartment. It looks like something from a magazine. And it is more than we wanted to really spend, but... Yeah. It was, I was willing to sacrifice all the money in the world for that. We were willing to step up and sacrifice some things to live in this awesome fucking place. So I go there, and yet again... This place doesn't exist. It's it's under construction, although it's the person said it's a month out, but it looked more like probably three or four months yeah. out from being ready. Um, but I like it. I talk to the to the person, the owner, and um, we're getting along. I think it's good. Um, I get information to submit an application. We both submit an application our information, our jobs, our yep. income, all this stuff. And we most certainly meet the requirements. Even where we, with yeah. our current incomes, we met the requirements. Um, so I send her the, the applications and uh, some time passes. How long was it? Almost a week? It was almost a week almost, after we applied. Almost a week passes and I get a text message from her saying, I'm sorry, but I can't accept you because if you guys split up, 
then you won't be able to afford this place. And with because of the, the COVID laws right now, I wouldn't be able to evict you, and I can't take that risk. Um, now, I, I was very pissed off at this um, because, well, that's illegal. Yeah. That's one of the very few fucking tenant laws is like you cannot discriminate on a person's age, race, or um, relationship or marital status. Yeah. She broke the fucking law. Simply because I guess she wanted fucking yuppies in there. No, she's going to get yuppies. She's going to get yuppies. And they're going to throw so much fucking money at her. Yeah. Because that's the real estate market across the whole country. Yeah. No repercussions. No repercussions. Um, Now, she did say, well, I've got another two bedroom that would be perfect for you. I can let you know when there's a unit ready. And I said... Okay. I was just keeping it cordial and I, I didn't call her out and say, hey, fuck you, that's illegal. I'm no longer interested. And uh, should I turn you in or should, or are you going to apologize? Yeah. Um, there was the poop one. The poop? one that smelled like poop. Oh, yeah. There was a, another place that didn't smell great. Um, I looked at a few other places. Finally, we settled on where we are now. And um, it's not in the cool neighborhood I was hoping we would get, but we've got a place and uh, we've got more room than we've ever had. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and also, when I first came here, you were working. Mm-hmm. Like, we finally said, fuck it. Let's, let's sign it. We've got a flexible sort of a lease sort of thing kind of flexible sort of thing and um let's just sign it and just land in tulsa and then from there we can see if we actually like this place or and if not then we're in tulsa and we can still get a better vibe it's easier to drive it's easier than having to drive hours a day just to look at locations um and so my mom and i came here so I could like get the keys and do an initial inspection. And there was a few things that were fine. They said uh, the carpet might be a little wet. They just cleaned it, but it's in perfect condition. Yada, yada. Um, so I get here. I'm checking things out. And my mom's like, oh, this place is perfect. This is great. I would live here. And I'm like, no, you fucking wouldn't. Yeah, yeah I would. I totally would. Like, no. No, you say that and then you really wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I did find a box of bullets of uh, 38 caliber uh, uh, bullets in one of the cabinets hanging out. Yeah. I don't know why it's there, but uh, I I found a full pack of bullets. We found a bunch of nails too. Um, Yeah, so when Emily and I came up here with our first batch of stuff, like we got a new bed. And um, we get here and we start like finding more shit that's wrong. There's this shit is falling apart. Yeah. It's not as dilapidated as the Austin apartment, but uh, I mean, it's not a horrible place, but yeah. we end up 
once the carpet was finally dry, um, we had to vacuum like uh, a dozen times, almost yeah. half a dozen times to get everything out because apparently uh, whoever steamed the carpet did not vacuum beforehand. So they just steamed dirt, dirt even further caked into the carpet. Um, and then we just found all sorts of shit that's just been like, they didn't replace or do anything with this stuff. There's literally just like clear packing tape on uh, a cabinet door that's busted in half. Yeah. They didn't replace it. They just fucking taped it together. That sort of thing. Yep. Um, and also we learned on our, our first Monday, we're hooked up with internet and everything and we wake up early and it's like, okay, it's our first day doing work from our new home. And for four hours, our new downstairs neighbor was screaming, not in my family. No, no, you don't disrespect me. I don't give a fuck. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Screaming at the top of her fucking lungs and i could hear her her child saying mom mom please mom calm down don't you tell me to calm down yada 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 and we're trying to work she's trying to take phone calls for work and customers are hearing this shit yeah um and so we're so pissed off by this point we go to the office and we tell the manager we already were going there because we had to get the lease to put some more damage stuff in oh that's right because we had discovered so much more stuff that was fucked up here um we went back to get that like checklist that item list so we could check off things that were damaged already so we don't get blamed for it yeah um I fill out like almost every section on that fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's still stuff that we missed. But while we were there, we were like, also, your cleaning crew, you might consider getting a new one because we've covered the same patch, for example, of carpet. And it's literally filling up the tank in the, in the vacuum. Yeah. Also, our downstairs neighbor has been screaming this whole time. She's like, is oh it might be the kids and i was like no it was the mom the kids were trying to calm her down and she, and the manager was like oh god i'm sorry well i'll call her and try to you know tell her to keep it down and i said cool can you please not mention who told you and she's like of course and she didn't yeah but uh, an hour or so later the downstairs neighbor starts slamming doors and screaming who said we're fighting? I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. Yeah. Who? Who said I'm screaming? Yeah. I bet I know who it was. I bet I know who it was. And so they're just generally loud every day. Yeah. Last week they were up until four in the morning. Four in the morning. There was one person outside screaming like, yo, I don't care. I'm going to wake up this whole fucking apartment. I know they can hear me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we're at now. Yep. And here we are. <laughs> back to the show. And that's most of the story. Um, thanks for tuning in. 
Sorry, I feel like it was a little boring at the beginning. I hope this wasn't a boring episode, but I, I felt lost at the beginning of this well, one. Well, you'll have time and you can look over it. Uh, yeah, I can look over it, but there's only so much you can edit. Yeah. But uh, this is the story, most of it. But there's a lot more juicy stuff that you'll have to, um, if you want to see it or hear it, you can access it through Patreon at patreon.com slash that thing with James. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you have any ideas of stories or topics you'd like me to cover or some advice you'd like me to cover on the show, send me an email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Um, if you want to see my fire posting game on Instagram and Twitter, my handle is at James J. Asher. I have a subreddit that I would love for you to post some shit posts on. I love shit posts. I feel life itself is a shit post. Uh, do that at r slash that thing with James. Um, am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week.